with the season well in the rearview mirror for IU basketball and the emotion of it all having subsided, what is the legacy that Trace Jackson Davis leaves behind? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. No new transfer news. Everything's quiet on that front. So we're going to start doing some player capsules, player reviews for the last season. We're going to start with the players who won't be around, and the biggest name among them, Trace Jackson Davis. Look, as I I was putting together just kind of my thoughts on Trace's season, his legacy, all of that, it just really drove home how impressive of a, a career he had, but specifically this final season in Bloomington. Rewind a year ago. We were discussing, we talked about his legacy a bit and when he was debating his decision and when he came back, he spoke about not really caring about the individual awards and wanting to have team accomplishments. It didn't come this year, but what did come was one of, if not the best individual season we've ever seen an IU basketball player have. In the modern era, I think that is undebatable. You can look at the stats of what Trace did this year, and they are incomparable. He finished the season averaging 20.9 points, 10.8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2.9 blocks. In conference play, this is absurd. 21.8 points, 12.4 rebounds, 4.7 assists. 2.9 2.9 blocks. The raw numbers of that, the, I mean, I can tell them to you. 670 points, 346 rebounds, 129 assists, 92 blocks. It's not really going to mean a lot. What I can tell you is nobody has done that since 92-93 in a season other than Trace. Just those four numbers. Nobody has done that. Uh, if you look in conference play, when it is... Um, It was 436 points, 247 rebounds, 93 assists, 57 blocks. Nobody has ever done that. This isn't IU history. This isn't Big Ten history. This isn't all of college basketball. Nobody's had a season like that. Nobody has had a conference season like that. Any conference, nobody's done that. It's really important that I drive that home. You have to pull things back quite a bit to even find barometers that include other people. If you go 20 points, 10 rebounds, two and a half blocks, just that. It's only been done 14 times since 1992-93, and this is the first time since 2009-10. If you're looking at major conferences, it's only been done a small handful of times. Mike Sweetney in the Big East in 0203. Uh, Tim Duncan, that's a name we mentioned a fair amount of time this year, with Wake, 
uh, Joe Smith at Maryland. He was a number one overall pick, and that's it. Everywhere else is mid-major conferences. Not to discredit them, but it's harder to do in a, a major conference. So it's when you when you start putting numbers in this context, it is it really underlines how great of a season Trace had. I took it all the way down, just raw numbers, to 600 points, 300 rebounds, 100 assists, 80 blocks, which is well below what he had, just as kind of baseline numbers to try to find what people had done. I just kind of gave up at a certain point. You had to have taken it so far down to get somebody else who's done that, that it, it felt kind of pointless at that point. The end of the day is I don't recall ever seeing someone that was such the central hub of an offense as he was. There are a number of ways he impacted. We're going to talk about it later on how IU replaces that. But whether it was scoring, whether it was uh, the playmaking aspect, whatever it was, he was just that central figure. Everything went through him, played off of him, and he delivered he was injured early in the season that back injury I mean in hindsight you can look and say that it really did hamper him especially kind of through that December portion of the schedule but it it felt like that Iowa game on the road it was a loss that's where things turned a corner for him he had 30 points in that game if you take that game on the final 22 games of the season including tournament play He averaged 23 points, 12 rebounds, just a tick under five assists and three blocks per game. That is absurd. It's hard to really even grasp how absurd that is. There were a number of games we talked about throughout the year that he did things nobody had ever done. You can point to whatever game was your most fun. Put in the comments, what game was your favorite game from Trace this year? Mine was probably the Illinois game on the road where the most bizarre bizarre decision making ever Brad Underwood single covering him trace goes for 35 points on 15 of 19 shooting just toasted them all night long there was a triple double he had before that stretch there were 20 rebound games multiple he damn near got a couple 2020 games uh, he was there there were so many to pick from multiple 30 point uh double doubles multiple games where he showed up when IU absolutely needed him to. Um, That was the other thing for how much responsibility he had. He, he didn't let IU down. He was the constant focal point constantly at the top of the scouting report and constantly showed up. He had a double double in nearly every game from that Iowa game on the ones he didn't, There were only two instances when he didn't have a double-double that he didn't score 20 points. One of them was against Michigan State on the road. He seemed pretty tired in that game. That was, things were, uh, physically he looked exhausted. And the other one was a game after that, Ohio, or excuse me, uh, Purdue, which I don't even consider that a bad game. That was obviously the game Jalen hood Shafina went nuclear I consider that him more just deferring. He's, I mean, it's what he said. Like he, 
he deferred to Jalen Hood Shafino and wanted to help him get shots. He had 10 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. He only took eight shots. Like it, it wasn't that he was playing poorly. It was just that he saw what Jalen was doing and wanted to get him the ball. So there wasn't, in my opinion, a bad game he played from January 5th on. That's unbelievable. The level he played at to bring that night after night after night. He, the fact he never broke down after, I mean, granted he did kind of in December, but once he got healthy, he played through the pain that was clearly there at points early in that run. And he never relented for that entire time. He was playing huge minutes in that stretch. I mentioned he averaged 37 minutes per game. He only played fewer than 35 minutes three times, four times it looks like, and they were all 33 minutes. So an unbelievable season, an unbelievable stretch in that season. And that's going to be part of his legacy. I mean, this was one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. What does that do for his legacy at IU? We're going to talk about that here in a moment. First, let's talk about FanDuel, our sponsor today. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet. Bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up, place your first bet, get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you do not win. NBA playoffs are going on as well. There's some IU representation. Eric Gordon is certainly the most active among them. He's starting for the Clippers. He'll be playing crunch time minutes. He hit some uh, big shots against the Suns on Sunday. So if you guys want to tune into that game, make some no, uh, no sweat first bet. I wouldn't blame you. Maybe bet on some player props for Eric Gordon. Don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars when you join in when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks to you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every dayers. Uh tomorrow on the show, hopefully we'll have some transfer news to discuss there could be some commitments coming could be some visits scheduled whatever the news is we will have it for you this week worst case scenario we're going to talk about grace Berger, who obviously also is leaving quite the legacy with the women's basketball program but let's talk about trace jackson davis's because um this was one of the greatest seasons iu basketball has ever seen he obviously has one of the greatest careers IU basketball has ever seen. First in rebounding, first in uh, blocks, I believe third in points is what he ended up. Just that alone, that's a great, one of the greatest careers ever. What I think is something that sticks out for me as I kind of looked back a little bit as I was putting some of this together, just how much he improved year over year. We discussed this with Mark Schindler when he came on the podcast to discuss Trace as a draft prospect, but it felt like every year Trace came back with something added to his game. It might not be the something that we wanted it to be, the jump shot, the three-point shot. He never added that, but year over year he added something to his game, whether it was 
I thought early on he just kind of got by with physical gifts and brute strength. He developed a post game. Not that it wasn't there at all. Like it certainly was there, but it was far more developed by his fourth year than it was his first year. Develops that post game. Uh, he develops the defense. Uh, when Mike Woodson shows up, he becomes an elite rim protector. I thought this last season he made a huge jump as a playmaker. Reading double teams, reading the floor, knowing where open guys were, that's going to make him a, as much as anything, a prospect that is going to intrigue NBA scouts at the next level. Just that year-over-year improvement is the type of legacy he's going to leave. He's one of the greatest ever to put on an IU jersey. Like, there is a very short list of players, like, I would say individually better than him. I'm not sure that they're like, he's in that argument. You could realistically make an argument just individually Trace is the best player to wear an IU Jersey. What's obviously going to hold him back is a lack of like really any sort of team success. (laughs) Nobody like your Isaiah Thomas's, your whoever it ends up, Calvert Chaney's, uh, Bailey's, whoever it is, Alford's, whatever guys you want to argue about are the greatest uh, players to play at IU. Um, they were under Knight. Like, that's a lot different than being under Archie, who Trey spent half his career with. If he was with Mike Woodson for four years, I think things would have looked a lot different. He unfortunately had to waste two of his seasons playing Archie ball, which was... Ugh, I'm so glad those days are behind us, but I would also say the team success may not have come, but it was never at the fault of Trace. It wasn't like he cowered in the big games. It wasn't like he no-showed in any way. You can look at just about any big game IU played, and he showed up. The Purdue game at home this year puts up 25-7. and seven. Uh, He also had uh, five blocks in that game. So, like, you can look at the conference tournament games, He had 24 in both games, 10 rebounds in the loss to Penn State. The game against Miami, 23-8 and with five blocks as well. Like, he showed up in the big games. It was just the team around him couldn't really always help him out the way that you would need to to have that level of team success. That's going to hold him back in the argument of who the best IU basketball player ever is. But if we're talking just straight individual, like, who was the most talented player like that type of argument. You could make an argument. I think he's among the best ever. It's a tough argument to make, but I think you could make it. He's good. But at the end of the day, the the original point was it's a very short list of guys that he's on there with. It is the Thomases, the Cheneys, the, uh, the guys that won titles, the Sean Mays, the whoever it may be. I, I didn't put together a list. I'm not intentionally leaving anybody off, but it's those types of guys who were, Leader led teams to final fours also probably had some more talent around them than what IU did the last two seasons. I I think the other important legacy he lives is an Indiana kid making it at IU. Everybody loves that type of story. It had been a while since we kind of had that type of story. Not like Indiana kids coming to IU isn't a like rare thing. Like Romeo did it. He was one of the highest rated recruits ever. Like Cody did it. Guys do it. Jordy, uh, whoever it is, guys do it. But having someone not just choose IU, 
but make the career, have the career, have the legacy that he, that Trace will, that's going to have a lasting impact. He now goes up there with the pantheon of guys who had incredible high school careers, chose IU, had incredible college careers. Like that's also a pretty short list. And again, he's up there with the very best in terms of guys that came from Indiana and played at IU and did so successfully at a high level. If IU wants to keep recruiting Indiana, which I mean, duh, they want to, you can point to guys like, look, look what Trace did. Look at the legacy he has. Look at like how fans react to him. Like he's beloved. There are very few guys in the last however many years, the modern era of IU basketball that are more beloved than Trace Jackson Davis. I'd argue there probably isn't anybody. Like he could, Trace could show up anywhere on campus for the rest of his life and he's not buying a drink. So uh, I would, I would say that that matters a good amount, specifically at IU, like that, those types of things matter. Um, We'll see though. We'll see what, just how much it matters kind of in recruiting and whatnot. If guys talk about that, but ultimately what a career he had, what a legacy had, what a hole he leaves at IU. We're going to talk about how, how IU kind of replaces him. That's a daunting task. There's a lot IU has to do to replace him next season. We'll talk about the challenges they're going to face in that regard here in just a moment. Replacing Trace Jackson Davis, just like, um, it feels like just saying it feels impossible almost. How do you replace Trace Jackson Davis? When we're talking about all the things he did, the season he had, the points, the rebounds, the assists, the blocks, that's what makes this impossible. It goes without saying, you're not going to find one person that's going to do it. Um, you're going to piece guys together for one. You're going to change the play style, which again speaks to how good trace was. They played a pretty outdated play style and still found a lot of success because of how good trace was. It might, might not be quite as outdated in college basketball as it is maybe in the pros, but they played a play style that hasn't typically found a lot of success in the last decade or so of college basketball and it worked for him, which speaks how good trace is. But when you're looking at things you're going to have to replace, it's going to take a lot of people. You have 21 or well, 21, 20.9 points per game. You have to replace nobody's walking in the door doing that. Kalel Ware ain't doing that. Peyton Sparks ain't doing that. Any guard IU gets or perimeter player, they ain't doing that. You're going to have to, a group effort to pick that up. Xavier Johnson will help. He didn't obviously play a lot. You hope guys like Trey Galloway can step up. Malik Renew, I think will step up in a big way. You hope Kalel Ware can fulfill some of that potential. You hope you get a guard or two that can fill in some of that. But I mean, you're also replacing obviously Jalen's production, but you're replacing your leading scorer, And that alone is hard to do. It's going to be a new identity, but also, new guys are going to have to step up. Rebounding is going to be one of the things I'm probably most concerned about. That 
Trace was just so dominant on that end that it's a it's a different focus a lot of those guys are going to have to have. Not that IU ever really was a team that kind of like got out and transitioned, but like if you're a Trey Galloway, if you're a Xavier Johnson, you your mindset has always been, all right, Trace is going to get that rebound. I can kind of start to move up the the I was going to say field, up the court. You got to now maybe crack down a little bit and help help out the rebounding. Malik Renew, that's a huge ask of him. Um, Kalel Ware, that's a huge ask of him. Peyton Sparks, like there's a lot of guys that are going to have to step up to replace that because he was like IU. They had 1,250 rebounds this year, and he had 345 of them, like over a quarter of the rebounds came from trace this year. That's a lot. That's a lot that they're going to have to replace. The defense is easily the thing I'm most concerned about because he was a one man wrecking crew at the, at the rim. Kalel Ware has that potential, but what trace always did so well in those last two seasons, and he just got better and better at it was not fouling, not falling for the pump fakes keeping verticality, blocking the shots, keeping them in play, things like that. That type of stuff doesn't, um, that's not natural. That that's, you learn that through experience and that's going to be hard to replace. Like I said, where kind of has that potential. I, you, it, it's not going to do Kalel Ware any good or I, you fans any good to go into this season, expecting him to, fill in all the holes left by trace. He's not that kind of player, but you're, you're putting like expectations on him that he'll fail at. Like he could have a great season and not play as well as trace did. Someone like Malik renew hasn't been someone that's looked like a rim protector. Peyton sparks, maybe, but he's not going to play enough for that to really happen. So I use going to have to do some things differently. A lot of their defense in the last couple seasons have been, They've been really aggressive on the perimeter knowing they had a guy at the rim who could block shots. And maybe they're willing to try that with Kalel Ware, but you don't have Trace back there anymore. And that's, it's going to have to be an adjustment, I think, for the Hoosiers this season. The playmaking is maybe the thing I worry least about. He did average four assists per game, which was more than Jalen hood Shafino. He had the most assists on the team, uh, Xavier Johnson averaged more than him, but obviously only played 11 games. Trace had the most assists on the team. You can play differently and and still accomplish that. The ball was also obviously in Trace's hands, just an enormous amount. The playmaking was good, but a lot of it became came because everything went through him. That'll obviously change as we've talked about. IU wants kind of a more diverse... Uh, offense where lots of guys can make plays. Ideally, uh, Xavier Johnson will help with that. Trey Galloway will help with that. Uh, whatever guards they bring in, Gabe Cups will help with that. That's probably the thing I'm worried least about, but this is going to look a whole lot different. Um, again, part of that's just a credit to the the way Trace just was everything for IU this year. One of my favorite Hoosiers ever. I don't know where he ranks for you guys. Let me know. Like he's probably number one. And I obviously 
haven't watched this team nearly as long as, or this program nearly as long as some of you, but the, the intensity he played with is something that's going to be hard to replicate. Uh, the passion he had, the, the leadership he had, all those things are going to be really hard. We didn't even really talk about the intangible aspect of just being a senior leader who has been through this, who's pushing the team forward. That's hard to replace. Xavier Johnson might be that guy, but that's another really big hole that the Hoosiers are going to have to replace. It's going to be tough, man. There's a there's a lot of holes Trace Jackson Davis left on this team, which, like I said, a testament to the player he was, the season he had, the career he had. Let me know, like I said, what what's your favorite Trace moment, Trace game? Another shout-out to the Wisconsin game, the end of it at home where he just decided I'm going to dunk all over them repeatedly. That was very fun in the second half. Uh, But let me know what your favorite moment from Trace was down below. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Again, every day is tomorrow on the show. If there's no transfer news, we'll talk Grace Berger. We'll, We'll talk about the two of the most impactful players in each program's history in recent years. Uh, she certainly left a huge impact on this team as well. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosier. Subscribe on YouTube. We're very close to 950 subscribers. We're trying to get to 1,000. I see you guys every day. We get a new big chunk of subscribers when the show goes live. I see you. I, let's get this to 1,000. We're really close. Uh, that's our goal. By the summertime, we are... We will surpass that at the rate we're going. So let's make sure we get there in the coming days, coming weeks. Leave a rating and review if you guys can as well. uh, If you subscribe over at Spotify or on Apple. Big thanks to you guys for that continued support. Hope everybody has a terrific Tuesday. As always, Elio.